All right, here we are, Video Games to the Max, episode 296, and we actually have a guest today that thankfully lives in the Pacific area of the country, so he doesn't have to <laughs> be awake at uh, crazy hours like we do, but uh, Randy Isabel, good to have you back. I'm glad to be back, uh, trying to fight off this cold, but somebody else had a, more, a worse situation than me that is here doing the show, so I'm like, I, ha- I can't be a baby, I gotta show up like I said. <laughs> Yeah, um, so Mark also here with us, of course, okay. as always. Uh, so I had a um, accident, I had a car accident since the last time that we did the show. Uh, we always, I had told you all last week that we were going to do the show on Wednesday because Randy was going to be on with um, with that or anything. It's just, yeah, it's one of those things. I was coming back from the fair, it was ending the next day, so we had to go uh, that night, and then kind of sucks that. Like, it's a great memory turned into a really sour one because, uh, that, like, a uh, few hours after we got back, I had to go home, had an aisle with us. So, you know, she had to go to school. Um, well, she didn't have to go to school. It was a Sunday, but she needed to get up early for church and everything. So we had to go. And it's one of those, uh, it's after 12. So in Miami, almost all the lights turn into flashing reds and flashing yellows, depending on what side of the street you're on. Uh, I did the thing where you stop at the flashing red, started going to turn left, and all of a sudden, here comes this car, and I'm like, well, that car is not stopping, and because I had my kid in the car, I'm used to driving myself, really used to driving with her in the car, so I kind of froze a little bit instead of being like, oh, let me just slam this accelerator, and I got hit on the back end, like where your gas tank is. Uh looked pretty more bad than it actually was. Thankfully, I only have like a neck sprain, and Anaya doesn't really have anything. She's just just really scared. I got hit by a cop, so not the greatest thing to happen. But uh, did you get three stars after that happened? No, no, I did not stars or any kind of points. Oh man, um, I, I thought Grand Theft Auto was realistic. Yeah, you know, I, I, I guess I still may get points on my license. Don't go <laughs> uh, my way, but that's that's the closest thing I'm gonna get to any of that. But no, uh, so. Good thing is we're all here. I don't know what's going to happen with the car situation. Into that one, but let's let's talk about some more brighter things. You know, this is the day. Of course, if when you're listening to us, it'll be Game Awards uh, morning, Game Awards afternoon that day, and then of course Halo Infinite came out the the afternoon that we are recording this. Uh, Mark chooses not to participate in Game Pass, so he has not played it. Uh, like but Randy, stuff. hey, you know. It's okay. You can still play things on Game Pass and then buy it later. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, so Randy and I uh, have played it a little bit. Randy got, I think, uh, one level further than I have. What do you think? It's Halo <laughs> so far. <laughs> I, I'm really interested because obviously this one was all based off of, of the open world aspect. And I literally, like I said off air that I got to the point where the world's open world opens up you get your achievement for for getting there i looked at the map and went ah, i i got a show to do so i haven't gotten to to participate in any of the open world stuff but the gameplay in the, the first two sections of the game were very much halo very very pretty i like that enemies react better it, it kind of has the like uncharted system and there's a, a lot of other systems where the, the newer systems where if you shoot somebody in the leg they act like it and so that's my favorite thing to do is shoot somebody in the foot. They fall over and then I shoot them in the head. <laughs> well, I, I missed 12 times and then I finally shoot. That's how my gameplay goes. 
Yeah, I, I found that pretty fun, especially with brutes. They kind of they are made for shooting them in another area. They bend down, and they, they're kind of uh, they're a new because well, they're part of the banish, which are part of uh, Halo Wars too. But still cool to see them. I'm glad that we didn't just rehash the Covenant like that. Bring it right. in. Uh, you know, there's that at least. Um, are they different? Well, yeah. I mean, they, if you've seen any of the trailers, they're the big like hulking no. <laughs> dudes. But okay. you know. I, uh, I'm really, I love the first level. It really feels like going back to like Halo 1 and like that escape of the, the autumn kind of thing. It gave me that almost really similar vibe, which is great when you're trying to do the thing where you're really trying to get people to, to be enamored with Halo again. Obviously it's different. We haven't been able to play through the open world part, which I, that's what this game, uh, very different from what we've seen before. And getting to do actual like side quests in Halo, which you know we you don't really do. You normally just have your main linear path that you follow, and that's all you do. So that's going to be interesting when we get to that uh, next week. I'll have to just get Randy's uh, just written thoughts or whatever right. on that. Yeah, I'll let you know. But uh, I mean, anything about uh, the game in general? Like, I guess what you've seen that you liked? Or... It's, it's like I said, it's just that it's old halo it is totally fine i'm starting to try to figure out how to use a grappling hook a little bit better yeah um, i love the grappling hook it, it has some fun moments not super spoilery but the end of the second one's actually a legit boss fight with okay it has like the health bar that pops up over his head so i'm liking some of the things that they're doing but like you said neither of us have really hit the meat of this game just yet but so far i'm enjoying it yeah i love that first like section on that level where the dude comes running at you and I just got to do that, just like the trailer, just go wham with the with the elbow, and it was like just say, like, "All right, this is great. Let me let's keep doing this." Uh, I, the grappling hook's great because I love the fact that you can actually use it to go right at an enemy mm-hmm. and use them to. I love doing it with the shield dudes. I, they have a name, and I can't remember. Uh, they have like those plasma shields that stand it that they use in front of them, and I love it to like grab them right at the right moment to push their shield down, and then you just get the smack. Right in their face. Uh, it's it's really fun. Um, I don't know. It's it looks like a it looks like a revolver. It's a what you call it. It's a one of the alien oh. the the vanished weapons. I forgot what yeah. it's called. But I really I, I love can, that I weapon. Can picture it. The big bullets that you can see in the gun. I just uh-huh, exactly. The yeah, mauler or something. Yeah, the mauler. That's what it is. Something like that. But it's it's a really great weapon. I, I love the fact that uh, they added that in there. Way better than like the old plasma. Uh, yeah, I just you know, I. Chuck the plasma pistol every time I see it. Yeah, I'll never figure you out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but I mean, yeah, we'll have a lot more to talk about uh, next week as far as the Halo's campaign. But it has uh, been a fun ride, at least for the. It feels like the first two levels were set up to be kind of more like the old Halo, and then you start yeah. opening up. Mm-hmm. Um, Bloomberg had a really cool article by Jason Schreier about how why Halo Infinite was delayed, and they talk about how it was supposed to be even more open than it actually winds up being. So there's parts of it that you kind of feel like, well, I should be able to explore that, but I can't. So yeah, we'll get to it that. It gives them a chance to give them expansions later later on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because it is kind of a live service game, sort of, um, at least with the multiplayer and having Battle Pass and like that. I really haven't delved too much in the multiplayer. I've been kind of waiting for the campaign to come in. Maybe I'll get into that once we get into the campaign. What do you think? Oh, I mean, it is these first two levels that you've completed. I haven't completed the second one yet, but 
apparently those first two levels, because they don't take place in the open world part, can't be repeated yet. So, like, if you miss any kind of items or collectibles or whatever, you can't go back, which kind of makes sense the way the first one ends. Like, you're not really supposed to go back there. You just right. escape that entire thing that you're on. You know, I don't want to give spoilers to what it is, but, like, why, I, I why would you do that go back in the same right. save, you know? I, I do kind of wish at that point they just didn't have collectibles. Um, I'm not going to care about collectibles in this game because I'm more of a trophy person than achievement person. But for those that are, I totally understand the frustration that could be there. But it didn't seem like there was many. Like yeah. I know when you got to an area, it pops up how many of each thing of the collectibles there are. And there was only like three or four. And I think I, I, I'm sure I missed one. I don't think I got the skull that was there. But but hopefully it, with, with that aspect, even if you have to start a new game, maybe everything collects together. So you just have to go back and play that opening section. But it, it could yeah. be something they fix later on down the road, too. Well, certainly. Um, so moving along to other games we have been uh, playing since we're already on that subject here. Uh, Randy, what else have you been checking out? This, I've been this going Game Pass crazy trying to catch up on stuff to get ready for the, the, the game of the year discussion and just trying to make sure I've dabbled it, at least dabbled in a bunch of stuff. There's still like three or four games I've downloaded that I haven't had a chance to touch yet, but I got through unpacking, which is just a cute little puzzle game. And there's not much else to say to it. You're just unpacking boxes <laughs> right, and moving yeah. it around. And then you get frustrated because it's, it's like, why the hell do I have kitchen stuff in my bedroom box and I have to move it around and, I like some of the hidden achievements that you can get in there. It's kind of clever as far as having to, to solve math problems, putting things in the correct space. or And a lot of that stuff you just kind of happen to fall into. Or once you do see what like the little hint they give you, it's like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So it's 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 a good yeah. time waster. It's not one that I would recommend. It's definitely not going to be anywhere near my, my top 10, but it was fine. But The Artful Escape was one that I heard a lot of people raving about and I think and that could be a game of the year contender for a lot of people very artsy game obviously with the name yeah kind of a, a walking simulator but it's a two-dimensional stuff I didn't like it as much as most people the music in the game is fantastic I think the story and the message that they give in the game which I don't want to spoil so definitely go check it out if you're, you're into that stuff I, I really like too but the voice acting was really really rough and I know Mark I don't know if it was last week or the week before, was talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy cast. Last week. And it was last week. <laughs> and being a little rough, as like they seem like Oscar-worthy voice actors compared to what we get in Artful Escape at times, which was a little disappointing, a little off-putting. But it was a very beautiful game. The music is great. It, it's it's not a very long adventure. They add some little uh, platformy areas just to kind of change things up. And you kind of play a little DDR game with the music as you go through bosses and stuff. But it never, or more Simon Says, I guess, the DDR. But yeah, definitely. Uh, again, it might end up near the bottom part of my top 10, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I really like that game. I still need to go back and finish it before we get to the uh, talking about it. Because uh, I really enjoyed a lot of what I played. I liked a lot of the themes that it discusses, you know, because I feel some of those many of the time mm -hmm. as we go through this, you know, uh, this thing we call life. And I agree with you. It's not the best voice actors or whatever, but I'm really yeah. not well, coming to that for that, you know. Like yeah. looking at the cast, it actually does have good good actors. <laughs> That's the funny I don't know. It, it just seemed kind of off to me. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was partially because I was in a weird mood when I got to the part where you could create your alter ego name. 
Luckily, they, they don't want to try to say it anyways, but I had just watched the AEW promo between Punk and MGF and Punk calling him a needle dick. So I was the great, <laughs> uh, I was the petite needle dick in that game. So I just laughed oh every God. time they brought me up. Like, all right, that works. But uh, especially during one section where he says your name like a bunch of times. Right. So it's like, great. <laughs> uh, but um, anything, how, how are you liking Guardians as opposed to, you know, the way Mark was? I, I'm almost the opposite of Mark, where I'm really liking the story. The voice acting, again, I, I kind of agree with him there. It's not fantastic, but it hasn't really bothered me. The banter is is really, really funny, as long as you understand that they're just trying to poke fun at you half the time. I know Mark had says, like, why are they always making fun or getting on me about going the wrong way? I find it funny every time, because I'm, yeah. I'm just going to search just to see what they say. They, there's a ton of di like just extra dialogue. There has been a couple times where it starts repeating on me during some of the longer fights where yeah. it's like, okay, obviously this fight's taken longer than they expected. So now they're relooping things. Uh, I'm getting more into the combat. I'm like chapter eight or nine right now uh, with the, the team aspect and calling in their help. I just, for the first few chapters, I was just mashing it the moment it was available just to go there. But now I'm starting to understand combos a little bit more. And if I can yeah. tie them all up with Groot and then use rockets, bomb deal, it, does a bunch of damage and especially if i can freeze them first so it, you get like multipliers damn like the more you do them which is helpful yeah yeah so it's, it's the game doesn't explain it all right <laughs> so I, i'm getting more into that which is making me like the system a lot more but yeah I, i'm excited to finish it i, I would have played a lot more of that today if, if halo didn't come out and i knew i was coming on here so i wanted to at least be able to play some of it but it's what am i probably halfway through this thing it's yeah, probably yeah, a contender for contender for top five for me right now it's it's difficult this year like it's definitely not a down year for me as far as games go but there's not that absolute standout or two or three absolute standouts like there's so many games and i know that's going to be a topic that we bring up that there's so many games that could have been in that game of the year six that the game awards have and i wouldn't be upset about and i wasn't upset about any of the six that they had it's just everything's so even keel kind of (laughs) so Nothing yeah, there, truly there's stands a lot out, of there's a lot of very very good. Yeah, there's a lot of games that it's like this really could be game of the year. This you know game of the year. It's not. Oh my god, this is the greatest thing. Everybody needs to go play this. You know, it's not God of War or um, you know what? It's Breath of the Wild or something like that. Or you know, it's just like these are all really great to really good games. Yeah. And depending on your taste, that is. Uh, I, I'm right there with you, Randy, as far as, you know, in my top five. I really, really uh, have enjoyed it. I'm glad to hear after, like, Mark just had such opposite opinions of me last week. Of uh, it, it, I don't feel like I'm the right. only one. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but so I, um, I finished it, oh, yeah. like, last week, and then today I sold it. Uh, Damn. That game has a weird difficulty problem. Or, like, not not difficulty, but progression problem. Where, like, three-fourths of the way through the game, I was done. Like, as far as, like, leveling up or unlocking crap. Yeah. And I was like, what? (laughs) Well, I don't think it's meant for you to... It's just really meant for... Okay, you're done with that part. Just focus on, like, improving them. Like Randy says, figuring out how their moves work. I mean, I kind of already got that. (laughs) Like, the... Or, uh, uh, the, like, most of the upgrades you get for Quill himself are, like, not good or, like, just not meaningful. Oh, I don't know about that. I like that, uh, 
the little the sparkle thing that he does, where he like three different look like snow objects at people. Well, I meant like they, the uh, yeah. not the not the team abilities, but like oh. the actual like upgrades that you get with gotcha, the materials. Gotcha. Oh yeah, like, that's all like garbage, or like there's like one or two that are useful, but that's about it. So like, I agree. Most, I didn't really think I used a lot of this. Most of the game, I'm yeah. hunting for that crap, and then I got it all unlocked by like chapter fourteen, and I'm like. All right, I guess that's kind yeah. of in a way. I'm okay with that just because it it keeps you don't really have to grind to power yeah. up. I yeah. just think they want you to understand the story. It's just not one of those kind of games where go collect everything. But Mark, I'm the same way. I guarantee you, I'm gonna max out because I'm looking every corner. And of course, you one of the first abilities I got was that one where it kind of yeah, shows th- off the deal. That was the I, first one I got. I'm very very <laughs> happy that it pops up in the top right corner if something is closed first, so I don't have to stay in that view. The whole time, like I used to with like the Batman Arkham games, trying yeah. to find all the Riddler stuff. At least it'll pop up. Hey, there's something here, and then I can check out. Check. I it think out there's like quick. one time because you go back to nowhere uh, at a certain point, and it's all like mind controlled essentially or screwed up. And there's like one point where like I could see where there were there was like um, resources underneath this like floor, but I, I know exactly what it. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's like and in it's the like, hangar, right? I uh, know this was like later on, oh, like okay. a little further, but it was like. Oh, it was it was back. It was like in a section before, but I couldn't backtrack to like where the where like the ramp was. And it's like, gotcha. I have rocket boots. Why can't I just fly down there? You know, and every like you can't because like when you go down there, you just really die. And it's like, huh? I mean, the last battle, like the you know, combat actually was a kind of a plus plus for me. Like I actually yeah. got into I'm, it like later on. Yeah, I'm definitely but liking like, it, especially like when you have like, oh, this guy, you need to shoot him with the shock pulse, and or this guy, you need to like flame, you know. Get the flame ability on him. So, all right, I, I get this, uh, and I like I like Mantis a lot, even though like she's stolen from the Men in Black three character. Mantis is all over. I mean, I've only met her the one time so far. She was all over the place in that conversation. She gets yeah. she gets better. Oh, I bet. But it was just it was funny. It was just because obviously I'm used to the the Marvel movie version of yeah. Mantis. I was like, that is the opposite of what she is in the movie, which is totally fine. I have no problem with it. It was just not the character I was expecting. No, yeah, yeah. she. I, I, I mean, I didn't have a character that I did totally disliked. I liked all of them by the end, and I think they really did a great job of like really showing them becoming a team, becoming the Guardians. And they definitely do have a setup for if they want to do a second one, they do it. So um, I'm kind of curious how well this team has been doing, because it's already like massively discounted. I mean, we saw it right on the... It's what, 5th came out for the MPD last month, in its debut month, so... Uh, we'll see if the sales help any to keep it in that like top ten or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's like just some companies, you know, like Square Enix, Ubisoft, um, even Sony. Like they discount their games pretty quick. Um, yeah. that's just how they've always done it. So I don't necessarily think it has to do with oh the games not been received well. I think it's more about. I mean, it got a lot of awards for the Game Awards, so I think you know there was a, at least plenty of people that did enjoy it for what it is. Um. I just think, you know, we, we still have a lot of people that maybe haven't played it yet or they waited till Black Friday to get it on that sale or whatever. And that's the thing. Like, how many of these games that, that I buy on the sale and now I've played them because because of that, because you're waiting for those things to happen. Plus on on that one, anything else uh, on your end, Randy? The only thing else that I, I, I've touched, and there's a, like I said, there's a few games. Deathloop is downloaded, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to definitely try that before we have that game of the year show. But I'm, I'm about two thirds of the way through Kenna. I have no idea if I'm going to beat this before our game of the year show because it is hard. 
it kicks my for as adorable and cute that game is some of the combat just i i still cannot time the parry system at all so i roll around like a, a idiot during any of these big boss fights and, <laughs> and they they're all built for parry and for whatever reason i just can't fit i'm too old and dumb to figure out the, the timing on it but it's it's fantastic the story's pretty cool as far as the spirits that you help. Um, it, so far, out of the two sections that I've played, it was basically paint by numbers. Like you do the exact same things in the second section as you do the first. Go find the three collectibles, fight the boss, move on with your life. But the world is just so beautiful, and you, you want to explore. And there's so much that I have not unlocked yet. But yeah, another game that is going to battle for my top five for sure. Uh, which there's a lot of them for it. And I'm so glad that it, it, it's kind of met my expectations, but it wasn't, especially when it wasn't the kind of game that I was expecting when we first saw the trailers. But it, it's, it's a very, very beautiful game and very, very well done. Yeah, I've only gotten to, I'm, for, I'm way really early. Uh, it's only something that I recently, I had it when it first came out and then I kind of dropped it for other stuff. And I was like, you know what, maybe let's let's give it a shot. And I'm still really early. I'm like, I beat that first area. And when you get the first mask is where I'm at. So it's still really, really early. You get to the little village. But man, I agree with you on the how pretty it is. And um, I love just like the fact that I let it sit for a little bit because I had to go do something. And I come back and she's playing with the rots. And oh, yeah. they're just talking to each the other. The rots are so great. Yeah. Give like, them all little different hats. I love that too, that you can go in and get the hats. And and you find them, and then you can go buy them each single different mm-hmm. one if you want. Like you basically personalizing all the rots, and yeah, that's uh, that's cute too. I, uh, you know, I agree with you on the parry thing. I've had a little bit. I, I kind of see like I feel like I got it a little bit, but then you know you think you got it, and then that one where you you don't <laughs> you don't get it right there. So and, and then like two thirds of your life's gone, and you're just ah crap. <laughs> yeah. But I'm uh, I'm excited to keep going. But now you know with Halo being out, it's like having to go between both of them mm-hmm. uh, at the same time. But I will I'll continue to trek on. Is that it for you? Uh, yeah, that's that's what I've Eddie? been playing lately for sure. Yeah, that's it for me. Mark, anything? I finally got into Demon Souls a little. And the Demon Souls, okay. Yeah, that well the PS5 one. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. What? I don't like how you have to cheese bosses in that game, or you know, get this boss stuck on this piece of level geometry and then you can kill him. It's like that's not fun or like satisfying really what does yen say about your cheesing bosses no he says like that's the way you're supposed to do it okay that's not that's okay but that's kind of you're exactly stating my point like that's not fun or to me right Right. like i make this like tower knight guy who's like you know your guy's like you know six feet tall and this guy's like 50 feet tall and it's like oh yeah just get behind the stairs because his uh he won't go to you and is like projectile weapon like can't hit you so then you just like shoot magic i'm playing a magic character and shoot magic from like behind the stair the stair uh like railing and it's like that how is that fun or like wouldn't a like wouldn't a boss in this situation just like come back to you and like kill you anyway like this guy could like not get to where i was but it's not because like he was like stuck it's just because ai sucked and i don't like dying in that game at all uh the other thing i'm playing is assassin's creed valhalla again I, what, are you like enjoying the new, new DLC or? Yeah, I bought the season pass over Black Friday. Uh, yeah, games like that or games we haven't played them for like six months. When you load them back up, it should, t- it should yeah. say like, "Hey, you haven't played this in a while. Do you need a quick tutorial on how to play again?" <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I, yeah. I like that idea. 
Like I looked up like the basic control, like control options and like the menu. And then I'm like, okay, I kind of got this. And it kind of, it came back to me pretty quickly, but I'm like, I don't know what any of these abilities I have mapped are like, yeah. or like what I'm doing in this game. Uh, yeah. Cause like, I don't know about you guys, but like if you don't play a game after a certain time, even if you like liked it or right. loved it, no clue. Right. Like we all like Final Fantasy VII Remake, but if, you know, we had to play it right now, good luck. I had that problem. I'll talk about it. Yeah. It took me a little bit <laughs> to figure it out again. And I was like, oh, whoops. Yeah. Or, or it's like, hey, play this hard boss. Like, and you played the game in six months. I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot, I guess. So I'm just hoping to do the exact opposite and put Kenna away for like a month or two and come back and maybe the pairing system will work work for me this time. Maybe my timing <laughs> will my timing will sync up finally. It'll be it'll be patched up patched in finally. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's a it's not you. It's a oh. problem with the you know they got to. I I know it's me. My my gaming skills have <laughs> went away playing some of these games lately. Uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah. Waiting my N64 flash cart soon. Well, there you go. We'll soon uh, be enjoying, I guess, the Switch. You know, you can go play Paper Mario like all the other Switch Online yeah. expansion. Get excited for that. Uh, <laughs> don't buy that Switch Online expansion. You're telling Nintendo it's okay to give you subpar things. Yeah, I did uh, I did beat Resident Evil Village, so that is uh, done. Now you can play it um, again for more fun. I'm not going to play it again. Uh, I... I got to th- in fact I'm I'm actually halfway through Resident Evil 7 now because I uh even though I watched like a story thing and all that so like I know what happened but I, I was like well now I kind of want to play through and see how that is uh obviously much different than villages because it's more about the old style of like running away and not necessarily like going in guns blazing killing everything it kind of uh, becomes gun blazing late in 7 okay fair enough yeah cuz like I really like the first 3 areas of 8 or village, and then you get to the factory, and it feels like it kind of slows down to a crawl. I agree. And the Heisenberg thing is just all right. Well, that was a thing, and then <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's just crazy. It was like okay, we have kind of some normal bosses, and then, oh, there's this, and I feel like I'm playing Gundam Resident Evil or something. <laughs> and yeah, and then the Mother Miranda fight was kind of like all right, well. That was a final boss. At least you get some good like story stuff there. So there's that at least. Um, which I I listened to you guys do your chapter select and very interesting stuff between both of you of how y'all uh, enjoyed the game. And I love I loved Resident Evil Eight. It's just I, not a perfect game, but right. They they mashed up all of the the old Resident Evil styles into one. It kept it fresh. Some things obviously are gonna click. Some don't. I I I. I'm on record on many podcasts saying I don't like Resident Evil 4. And just that style for a Resident Evil game. It's a very, very good game, but just as far as the Resident Evils that I like, I don't like that style. Um, so, but you're going to get pieces that are like 4. There were yeah, That big giant boss fight reminded me of things in 6, where it was just over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you get mansion stuff, which I longer, I That's all I want. I just want a side game that is just a full-on yeah. mansion kind of game, because those are the Resident Evils that I love. I, I go back and play Resident Evil 1 Remake all the time. And now that the two and three have remakes, three I didn't like as much, but definitely two will get a lot more love. But those are the ones I like. But I, what I loved about eight is you just got a little piece of everything. It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I did appreciate that they don't um, they don't overstay their welcome either. You know, they kind of get through it, other than the factory. But like, I was kind of fine with the the section with the baby, where it's just like 
two or three times you got to hide and that's it, yeah. you know, and it's not like, oh, I got to do this 10 times, you know, whatever. I, I did. That, that Resident Evil 6. <laughs> I, I did appreciate, I mean, I, I kind of felt the same way as most people do. I felt like Lady Demon longer. Like that was, uh, or, you don't get to see enough of her. You or know? not hyped as hard. Yeah. But they didn't want to like spoil what I mean, the other battles you get. So I was like, well, there's a big boob lady, but everyone yeah, will I, like her. I don't think they hyped yeah. her. I think the internet hyped her. That was yeah, the yeah, that's, the, also, that's the, also true. Yeah. The internet hyped her a lot because and everything else. So, um, you know, that's, that's the deal on that end. But I, I, I really do think, like you said, I, I don't know where it's going to land on my top 10. I think right now it's like in that bottom section. I really did, uh, and Jordan, this is like somebody that's not a huge Resident Evil fan. Right. So it's like, well, you know, and I'm enjoying a lot of, uh, a lot of seven. Yeah, my top 10 is going to be impossible. Yeah. Just trying to, once that's... I get some of these other games knocked off my list, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, not an easy. Uh, for sure. I did go back and something that I know you finished really fast, uh, Randy, you wound up doing the, uh, for us and everything, but this was another game that I was like really have to play. And then I just put it down for, I can't remember what it was that I like played instead of it. I know there was something else that came out at the same time as that, uh, Yuffie DLC, uh, that I can't think of right this minute. And then like all of a sudden yeah. I just was like, you know what? Yeah, the intermission thing. And I was just like, you know what? I know it's short, like from whatever I remember Randy telling me. So uh, why not? You know, I know I could probably finish this since I had some, you know, extra days off due to the accident, unfortunately. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. And then I realized really quickly how much, uh, if there was a game that needs to tell you, hey, uh, you know, you haven't played Final Fantasy Remake in a while, so you want to do a tutorial? Right. Uh, like, I was like, man, I don't remember being this bad at the combat at first. And well, then it just took me a while. And the combat in Intermission is completely different. Not completely, but it has a lot of different elements that the original remake didn't have. And it actually has yeah. me really excited what they're going to do with, like, the team combos. And, and I'm trying to remember what else was it. It was mostly team combos that were really surprising to me and how well they worked. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, obviously, it's usually just you and one other person. But I thought it flowed better than what it did in remake so i yeah i, I want like to see that how they're gonna integrate her with the it. other cast like you know because they had a guy that's like built kind of to be her second you know yeah. so how is she gonna combine when include her into the main cast so are they gonna still have her same setup where you find her in wutai are they gonna do it different i didn't uh, find her in wutai <laughs> yeah you find her in a bush well yeah in the, yeah well, <laughs> i know in the bush but are you gonna find her in the forest <laughs> in the forest or are you gonna find her just like on the road to calm or something whatever you know. all, all i know is no spoilers but intermission is worth it just for the final cutscene. yes i agree right, that with was that. like trailer worthy hype <laughs> what they do at yeah. the end of this little dlc section which by the way obviously like not this whole section is not very big mm -hmm. i like that they named it differently so i can into our top 25 but yeah just for the fact that i hated yuffie in the original final fantasy 7 and they made me absolutely love her in this it got bonus points. oh yeah she's so adorable in this game and like she's so she's so silly that like you're like you can't help but laugh and I thought they really did a great job with um you know Sunnen as well of like they do a decent job of making you care about him uh with his little bit of story that you get and you know what ends up uh, happening with him the whole story um 
I love the the synergy thing is probably like what you said, Randy, is going to be the thing that sticks out the most. But then also like just the way they cemented the fact that this is going to be an actual entire Final Fantasy VII compilation. You need to go back and play Dirge of Service even, apparently. Right. So, you know, that's uh, that's a fun thing too. Like, uh, Nomura did a good job with that and anything else. It's uh, something that I don't think a lot of people are talking about as far as when you think about this year and all the stuff that came out. Well, it um, came out like the same day as Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, that's what it was. So well, that was lost. for you. Yeah. But definitely. Well, plus, I mean, it is still kind of like a side story of yeah. a remake, you know. So that's sort of uh, the thing, too, is I think a lot of people would still think of it as like, well, do I want to go back and play remake? Do I want to go play back and play this thing? Like you said, they can go. They could really just go to a YouTube at any point and watch those. Oh, yeah few scenes and you kind of get what you it came for for that uh i think everything else i kind of already talked about as far as what we do uh you know what honestly i think persona 5 strikers going to be one of those that like that's not something i'm gonna rush and play uh for end of the year i don't know if it's because i've kind of like played musu games and this one kind of doesn't feel you know a ton ton different other than the fact that you know you got the the, a lot of the well, Persona stuff. It has a, it um, has characters in a story, so it's automatically yeah. different. Well, I I mean, I like seeing the characters again. It was fun to like see all the characters again and, and kind of play as them and stuff. But it was just like I don't know. Um, right now, it's kind of like it's the same thing with Deathly. It's like I guess I gotta really give it a shot and sit down and dedicate some time and see if I can. It clicks with me because right now it's just like not. Uh, technically. It's like, like I'll play it and I'll ban off it really fast. I like that you're playing a Final Fantasy VII DLC, but not Death Looper Strikers. <laughs> well, that is or, that's or Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> that's the problem. It's like it's comfort food, right? You go back to that thing that you're, um, you know, you're really uh, used to playing, or something you know that will click with you immediately. Um, you know, I knew I wanted to to beat that game when it came out. I just didn't, you know, actually do it right then because i don't again i don't remember exactly what i was playing at the time uh so yeah but still i, I agree with you maybe who knows maybe by the time we get to by the time we get to that i'll have played it more but just right now and not uh doing much for me at the moment but all right let's get into actually talking about things that have been uh happening as far as uh the the news and and everything which there isn't like a ton and obviously People are watching this or hearing this. If you're hearing it on the day of the actual, you know, game awards, there'll have been 50 freaking reveals at that thing, apparently, according to Jeff Keighley. So who knows if we're even caring about the awards or we're caring more about the reveals. So a lot of this stuff that we're going to talk about maybe isn't that, you know, super interesting uh, by then, but let's talk about it anyway. So Randy, you and I have talked about. Uh, you know, the, uh, what if Sony did a Game Pass type yes. thing, you know, and and what would you want in it? Would you just want it to be PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now together? Does it need to include uh, other things that you have in Game Pass? So Bloomberg came out with an article that basically states that Sony does have some sort of Game Pass rival in the works. It's called Codename Spartacus right now. It is kind of meshing PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now together. There's going to be three tiers. One of them includes PlayStation Plus as it is. 
One of them includes um, basically sort of PlayStation Plus as it is, but then also I guess you have access to some PS4 and PS5 games. We don't know what that would necessarily be at the moment. And then the Tier 3 would include all of the stuff that you see on PlayStation Now, the classic library that goes from PS1 to PSE. So what did... Like when you're seeing this, Randy, as a more of a Sony gamer, and I guess mm-hmm. Mark as well. You know, you don't you don't really do a whole lot with Xbox either, Mark. I know, I know, yeah. you're a different thing because you don't care about this service type deal, Randy. I mean, how do you feel as like saying, okay, I know what Game Pass is, I enjoy Game Pass. What if I? I I'm very curious to see what they do because we, t- as you said, we talked about it. Just combine plus and now, get the now out there and whether you make it a second tier or not i'm paying 120 bucks a year for for both of those it's not a terrible cost as far as how many games you get i've always said that that playstation now gets a bad rap just because of how great game pass is by no means will i ever say playstation now is even anywhere near the same tier as game pass so I think what sony has to sell it on as far as whatever that third tier would be if all of the information is right is really nail home those really old games, the old PS1 games, especially throw them on there, put trophy support, put save states or whatever, kind of do what Nintendo's doing, but add them at a far greater rate than what Nintendo does with their old libraries. And and that's where Sony has Microsoft stumped is because obviously their history is a lot longer in video games and they can really nail home how many amazing games have been going on since the, the mid nineties. And I think that's where it should focus on. Honestly, Tier 1 be PlayStation Plus. Tier 2 is add what they basically did with Now. Because there's not a ton of classic games on Now. Like, I don't even know if there's anything past the PS2. And there's very few from the PS2 era. It's more 3 and 4. And they might have gotten a couple 5s in there now. But, like, the really old classic ones aren't there. So just basically move Now as a second tier. And then go old school classic stuff with the third one. And I'm I would love it. Uh, I think for this to actually work... It needs to have, you need to be able to download these games, like for the old yes. stuff. Yeah, d- no streaming anymore. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, but uh, MVG, Modern Vintage Gamer, put up a video about why there weren't more PS2 games for PS4. And one of the reasons was trophies. It was, like, very hard for Sony to add in trophy support for, like, PS2 crap. Like, it took them months for one yeah. game. Uh, so, I, I mean, if that's actually a hurdle, I would say screw it have one trophy for each game and say, when you boot up the game, you get a trophy. <laughs> Ow, that's, that's too many Platinums. Uh, I'd be booting them up every two, two seconds because I can't help myself. No, I mean, you just got like one trophy, period. You no, get a Platinum for... But no, I agree. If, if that's a big... double A 13 or something, whatever, yeah. yeah uh, if that's a big sticking point, then yeah, then, then don't worry about it. Or trophies is just an extra thing. But I, I, I just want Tier 3 to be all all classics. PS1, PS2. And PSP. I'm, yeah, that's the one I'm kind of curious about is PSP. Like, why do that? Well, I mean, you could you could get some classics. I mean, get some like something like uh, uh, what's it called? I hey, can't think of it right now. Crisis Core, exactly. That they don't want to remaster or whatever. You could get see, it on there. I think know? they would remaster that one. <laughs> like, that's the one I could see them. But I mean, I think those games are just look. I mean, like Game Boy games on a TV nowadays, they kind of look quaint. Or and you know they're primitive because that's what they had, but like PSP games and a TV just look assy. I mean PS One games and sixty four games are gonna kind of look assy. Period. TV, I mean sure. So why not I mean, PSP games? I mean it's not. I mean because like the resolution difference is slightly yeah 
more towards like the PS1 and N64. I, I mean, I've played PSP games on a TV, and it's like it it works, but like Crisis Core doesn't look particularly great on a on a TV. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the thing though. Is like Sony's not. They're not doing that extra stuff that that Xbox does right now with that kind of thing. So like they're not really necessarily having to put all this extra manpower and hours into okay, well we kind of need to sort of remaster it or do the FPS boost to it or whatever. You're more likely to get these games as they originally were on there. They're just available, right? And they're downloadable. You know, right now technically they did improve it by making PS4 and PS2 games downloadable, but PS3 games are stream only still, which is weird. And, you know, you have to fix that because mm-hmm. most people can't, uh, don't really have the internet to be able to stream a uh, game consistently like that. Uh, I well, mean, yeah. I get, you know. Well, I was going to say, the other thing is, like, how do these games work? Will it be an emulator? Or will it be, will they, I mean, moderately rebuild them to, like, run natively? Or what? Yeah, I don't know. It'll be very, very interesting. Uh, one of the things that, that that came out of the report that had me curious, and I I can't remember what service it was, but the whole extended demos thing. That was this thing. My my thought process and my prediction on what that even means is I I do not think we're gonna get day one Sony titles on any of these tiers. Uh, they want you to to buy their games. Oh, yeah. But was it play? I, you guys will probably remember far better than me. But w- was it the was it Sony that had the system where you could play a game for an hour? What was, or was that like what PlayStation now had at one point? You had like an hour clock and just try again. It was out? the um the PlayStation sharing, right? Where you could play. Your friend could share the game with you, and you could play it for like an hour. And you had to after the hour, you could no longer play it unless you own the game. I, I can't like remember exactly what it was, but I could see it being like that. Where if you're in the third tier, you get an extended demo of Sony first party day one. So well, I think the so current you, demo time is like six hours. Oh, so yeah. there you go. Make it six hours. Well, unless the game's shorter than six hours. But just as far and I, I think I'm, the one I'm thinking of, I don't even think I think it was years ago that it did it. I'll see if I can look it up while you guys are talking. But but yeah, just instead of here's the full game, just here's an hour of the new Spider-Man game or the new God of War game. Check it out and then. If you want it, then you have to buy it, but at least you can test it out before you do. Yeah, I mean, that would be a really good uh, way to get people hooked and at least, you know, buying the new the new games. Uh, well, especially don't if content buy. transfers over. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they would necessarily do that. I've seen demos that they just release and they don't have it carry over. Uh, you know, the thing is, like, for me, I don't, I don't really care whether they have the day one or not because I don't think Sony's going to go to that level. I do think it depends on, even Phil Spencer has said he never envisions a day where every single person that owns an Xbox or is part of the ecosystem also has to have Game Pass. That's not what their goal is. He says that is one aspect of what their whole thing is. This is why they try to branch out so like everything is possible and eventually they're going to get on TVs and where you don't even have to own the console and then, you know, we'll have that conversation. But it's like, I don't know if Sony wants to necessarily go that far. I think Sony is more about, this is just something to say that we have a competitor. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're going to go to the the aspect of doing what Microsoft does, where they're going to go and pay extra money to have a bunch of games added two, two times a month. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to do sort of what they do with PlayStation now. And 
if they already have so many subscribers to PlayStation Now at the moment, when they combine the two, they're probably already going to feel like, look, we don't even put any marketing behind this. Imagine if we put marketing behind this thing and then in, and then have PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus together. We're going to get all these subscribers not even really trying. And I think that's what their idea is going to be at the beginning. I think it will it will require gamers to complain, which, I mean, you know, that's already an expertise thing that they know how to do, or we all know how to do. But I'm just saying, I think it's going to require like gamers to really go out and force Sony's because they're not going to want to do all these things with their whatever they're going to call it, Game oh. Pass. Game didn't originally either. <laughs> so with it reportedly launching in the spring, is it feasibly possible it gets revealed at the Game Awards? I don't think. I think it's too early. I think Sony will just do a state of play. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense too. But yeah. I, I mean, that'd be a good mic drop moment at some point in there. But I, I, I mean, not give full details, but it'd be kind of interesting if they went, yeah, it's happening. But yeah, it might be a little early for it. I mean, I could see them, maybe they do some like third party that are already exclusive and they add them into that as a way to get you to subscribe. Like maybe something like seafood, right? Could wind up being, Oh, if you uh, go subscribe to whatever this is going to be called, uh, you can go play seafood on it right now, you know, or something like that. And you don't have to necessarily buy the game, but obviously just like Game Pass, they made a deal and you know, they're getting some compensation for it. I mean, Mark, what do you think? Do you think that there needs to, besides these tiers that we have discussed, to make it, maybe not necessarily for you, again, because you're not about, like, renting games or trying out games or whatever. If if you were that kind of person, what do you think it needed? It needs to have for in order to entice? Uh, I would say a basic disc emulator where it said you can pop in any PS1, PS2, PS3 game you actually still own and run it. And you have to subscribe to the emulator, by, you know, monthly. Be interesting. I don't know how, yeah, how how that works, but yeah, because I have a, I, enough games behind me that would be nice to just. Oh like, yeah, so, I mean, so do I. Yeah, that would be a cool deal for the people that already have that, you know. And, and you can buy just... you can buy their like update or like slowly updated versions, you know, whatever paltry limit or paltry amount they're going to do, because you know. Mm-hmm. But yo, know, if you have a copy of uh, FIFA 2002 and you want to run it, so here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get back into Sammy Sosa High Heat softball, please. There you go. And I can finally finish Gex Enter the Gecko on PS1. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing too, right? Is uh, like Randy was saying about their retro stuff is they just by adding retro stuff on top of whatever is already on now, they get a leg up on Sony that way because Xbox has already said they're done. They're done with adding stuff to the backwards compatibility thing because mm-hmm. you know it's it's too much of a hassle for Microsoft. And yeah, that's the thing is if let's say you do add a bunch of PS1 stuff and a bunch of PSP stuff that's not on there right now, but you're going to add it as part of the service. I think that adds some more stuff to it. Again, as we've always said, people love to talk about how they want all this retro stuff, but then don't play it. Right. And, there's so much even on now that I go, ah, I don't have. I, I, mean, I think cool service have, have, like having but... the option. I mean, that's why like original PS3s go for like a premium still nowadays, you know? Oh, I agree. It's great to have the option. And it would be nice if you could get a lot of the, those libraries available to you on that service. I'm just saying like, this is why you're seeing Microsoft go after like newer games and the indies, things like that, because people tend to like what, you know, they'll say it, they'll play all these retro games, but the majority of what gets played is, oh, this is actually coming out. 
oh, it's going to be on this service. Oh, I'll try it out because you get to be part of the conversation. You get to, everybody can play it and talk about it. And it's not necessarily this thing of like, oh, this game that came out 10 years ago, go play it. That's, that's a different proposition. So it's again, I think a different, like we're going to have to see what Sony winds up doing. Do they rely heavily on retro to try to sell it as a service? Or do they have to wind up because people don't use it, have to wind up doing what Microsoft does and have to pay to get third party or indie new stuff on there to entice people to, to go for it. Do you think that there ever becomes a part where, do you think there's ever a time where Sony says, okay, it's not worth it. We drop it. Or do they get, it doesn't do well enough to where they get coaxed, maybe doing some of their stuff day one. I mean, they could do their little shit for day one, but not God of War 2 or, you know, Ratchet and Clank 9 or whatever. Like, be real. (laughs) Yeah, they have enough smaller studios that that they have control of that they can do that. Like, I I think if they did the service, like that new uh, robot game. Astro? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I could see that totally. I mean, they gave it away with the PS5. So why not? But not like Horizon, you know, Zero West or anything like that. No. Yeah, very true. It'd be interesting if you can get a big discount out of it. Yeah, I would hope you get to do that. That's one thing I will say. Even though it's only like 10%, the stuff that Microsoft does with the, when it does leave the service or whatever, you can get it for a discount. That's great too. It doesn't entice you uh, when to buy the game afterwards. So. Let's uh, move on from this. We could probably keep talking about the rest of the show, but we do have a few other things to talk about. So some controversies that have been made big by the internet, obviously, and by Twitter, but are probably really nothing uh, in the end. and will probably not bother anyone that's not paying any attention to stuff. Two things here. One of them has seemingly been made into this huge issue, which I don't really understand because Sony has made it known that they were going to do this now and then people are still complaining about it uh uncharted 4 and lost seconds to get delisted in in order for them to release the collection of uncharted 4 and uncharted lost legacy on ps5 uh they are offering you the opportunity that if you ever owned uncharted 4 or lost legacy either one you don't have to own both you can actually upgrade to the ps5 version for ten dollars uh, I saw a lot of people complaining about the fact of, well, I own this game from the PlayStation Collection or PlayStation Plus. Why should I not get $10 version? Uh, why am I being priced out of this? Why do I have to go pay the full 40 or $50 or whatever for this? What do you uh, think about this? Do people have a point here or are they just wanting to get something for something they, they shouldn't? Not being moochers. Pay ten bucks. Not that big of a deal. Right. Well, no, no. If you don't, if you don't own it, I mean, how right, like how fucking okay. expensive is a copy of Uncharted Four these days? Like five bucks, like a physical copy. Like it ain't much. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I will agree with you. Also, like who's that. buying that game now anyway? Like aside from when it goes on sale or and Lost Legacy, uh, like th- those games aren't being like on on the sales charts. Like no one, no one cares about those games. I mean, and it's not like. It's not like the PS5 upgrade is going to be that amazing. So if you've already played them before, even if you got them on the PS Plus deal. That, well, it's like the same it's, thing it's about Final Fantasy VII Remake. When that went on PS Plus, they were like, you can't upgrade to the PS Plus or to the PS5 version. And people got outraged. It's like, well, you didn't buy the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't buy the game. You bought, you got it because you have it as part of this service. And 
Wait, you don't use... own it because if you you unsubscribe, yeah. then you lose it. Yeah. Yeah, if you really liked it and you got it on the PS Plus, especially Final Fantasy VII, that was just their way of advertising that it was coming out for PS5 and then go buy it. So if yeah, you didn't I mean, want to pay the extra 10 you should have bought Final Fantasy VII before they delisted it. And, Uncharted and 4 advantage. is 10 bucks at, from GameStop and Lost Legacy is 9 So but go these buy Huh? I mean, these games also routinely go on sale by Sony for 14 and $20. So, I mean, like, you had your opportunity, I don't know how many times, to go buy this on yeah. a sale. Yeah. And, and even this collection, if you don't want it, oh my god, I, I did it. I got it on PlayStation Plus, and I don't want to spend fifty bucks. Give it a couple months; it'll go down. Yeah. And again, exactly. if if you got it on PlayStation Plus and you already played them, I'm a huge Uncharted fan. I I don't see any reason that I'm like, oh my god, now I have to play the PS5 version. I mean, it might give yeah. me an excuse just to go back and mess around and see how more beautiful it is or whatever. But I've already played both, and there's not a ton of replayability out of Uncharted games, so. Well, especially since Yank has a multiplayer. I know, that's understandable. I, I just think people sometimes, they want to argue and complain about things. It's just like, dude, come on, you know? So, uh, I think an even worse one for me is, uh, and I get it why people are upset, because it's an outfit, right? It's just an outfit. Like, why can this not be in the PS4 version of Spider-Man? Uh, so, there have been there are two Spider-Man outfits that are being added as part of the, uh, you know, Spider-Man... What's it? No Way Home? Uh, what's the new movie called? Yeah, No Way Home. No Way, okay. And it's being added to only the remastered PS5 version, not the PS4 original. Uh, people are complaining, obviously. Uh, because it's not easy to get a PS5 right now. You can't just walk into the PS5. And you don't know when that will ever be a, a case, at least for like, probably another year. It, do people have a, a point to be upset oh. here about some outfits or we... absolutely absolutely not it's not extra game content it just makes your dude look different and even mm-hmm. again if you've already played the damn game there's no reason to go back just to get the two extra co- costumes it doesn't do anything it's just it's finally sony coming. going okay ps4 is over here and we will still support it and we'll even put god of war on it we'll put the new horizon game on it because i know yeah. it's tough to get the ps5 but you got to have some stuff that's PS5 only. You know what? I'm I'm upset that Sp- this new Spider-Man game was not on my PS1. Why why didn't they put it on there? <laughs> I still have a PS1. And, 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 I do too. I have multiple. I have the cool little mobile one. It's just, who cares? It's time to move on as the next generation. Not everything's going to go on last gen. Except for Yeah, G-Dance. I mean, I really think that if we... Best Dance is... Uh, it'll keep going. I really that think that if we didn't have the... <laughs> if we didn't have the pandemic, we would have had a Horizon and God of War not be. Um, so, like, I think people just need to realize that at some point, like you're saying, Randy, people got to move on. Yeah. And I get it that it's only costume. I get it that like they could easily, however, however you want to define that, be able to be put into the PS4 version. But it's like, I mean, why are they going to keep updating that? That game has enough costumes as it is. Yes, it's not. It has a lot. It has like twenty at least. I mean, who cares about two? Yeah. Plus the more the guy that with Miles Morales, we can't play on. I mean, like again, people need to stop making a mountain out of a molehill every time something gets added to the PS5 or the uh, series. Well, which you know that happens less than Microsoft. Everything happens to the Xbox One, uh, one way or another, whether it be to the cloud or whether you know to the system. But I'm just saying, like. Eventually, you will not be able to play those systems, regardless of whether you can get a PS5 or not. Uh, 
you know, and I know it's unfair and I know that it sucks. These scalpers go around and ruin it for you and everything else. But it's like, you can't just, Sony doesn't need to be beholden to the fact that a large majority can't get the system still. They need to provide for the people that do have that system so they can buy games. So, um, you know, uh, st- I get it. Twitter and everybody loves controversy, but let's, let's do a little bit of less of that and enjoy what we have. Uh, instead of enjoying what you can't have on an old system. Uh, speaking of uh, a Sony-related thing... Speaking um, of mountains and molehills. The, well, there is... Um, I just want to get something positive. We have to talk about the one bad thing. Uh, there is another great actor being added to The Last of Us show, uh, Nick Offerman, which I know Mark is a huge fan. This, this is the only news. <laughs> it's uh, a huge fan of Nick Offerman. Uh how do you feel about he's playing the right character? A great casting. It's gonna be so good. Like I don't see watch a lot of Nick Offerman stuff, but I have seen so many memes of that man. Yes. Yeah. I I'm the same way. I feel like I know him by the And I, I, I think it'll fit good. It just I get more and more excited about this. Yeah, I mean, just from the things that I've seen of it, like the the stills and everything like that, I'm just like, man, this is so good. I wanna I wanna watch this. They are going to have a uh, sneak preview trailer at the games. Um, so and, yeah, we'll not hear that sweet. It'll probably yeah, be like some like fungus crying the wall or something. Will it be yeah. like the uh, the E3 one where it's just some dude walking around backstage and everything's blurred out because they can't show that or this or whatever that was? Do you guys we'll remember see. that? I oh, do well. agree. I, I think I remember that. Yeah, uh, th- that along with the uh, Sonic Two trailer, TV show type trailers. Well, see. Halo. Uh, Oh yeah, Halo as well. And the price um, of some Witcher shit. I hope not. Witcher's gonna be out like a week from then, but over under I, three and a half hours for this thing tomorrow. I think at four hours probably. Uh, it only has five awards. He, he said, "Yeah, he says there's like fifty reveals. So put all that in there with the amount of awards they're not gonna show. Uh, you know, all that stuff, and then the musical act Sting is supposed to perform the song from uh, the Arcane show." Or the League of Legends or whatever. So you got that. Plus, I'm sure there's other musical things that are happening. Yeah, you get that, that ending one with all the Game of the Year. Music, yeah, that one I always so good. Yes. I, I, I We complain about the show being too long, but can we make that like three times longer, please? I agree that with orchestra that. orchestra stuff of, of that those games are so good. That's the stuff they need to, like, not, not, I mean, I get it. He wants to make it huge. He wants to make it, like, part VMAs and part the Oscar and part whatever. But it's just like, God, some of this stuff you don't need. And it's just so overblown every year. And, uh, you know, I feel like we're sitting there watching. It just drags on and on. But yeah. I, I feel like I've dragged us uh, far enough we, away from this. We got to talk about it. We, we, of course, need Andrew WK, though, performing once yeah. again. Yes. Well, I, I, well, you can never get not enough. Uh, that that man's uh, great uh, for the, the weird way that he dresses. Uh, so... Unfortunately, there is a negative uh, Sony uh, news here. Uh, Sony did have to fire an executive, a senior person executive. Um, Evan Butler? <laughs> what's the dude's name? So he's a senior vice president of the PlayStation Network since 2013. George Cassiopo? Yeah, Cassiopo. Uh, he appeared on People vs. Preds, uh, posing as a 15-year-old boy. Uh, arranged sex to show the minor... Allegedly, when, when allegedly, when <laughs> someone approaches you to be in a show, do you not like wonder about what you're being cast? In? Well, no, no, it wasn't that. I mean, it was no, a, like, 
It was a yeah. uh, hidden camera thing. I know, yeah. but it still is like, oh. It, it's just but, like the uh, Dateline. Yeah, yeah, the Dateline. Yeah. Where one of they they just filmed themselves acting like they're a 15 year old person and then see who they can catch and then film it. They just did it with a Sony executive. Uh, I know. I just it's just like not not the greatest movie. I was like, no. I mean, I'm glad he got caught. <laughs> yeah. Screw that guy. It was funny he was wearing a PS5 shirt. But you know what? If he if he if he, <laughs> if he great either. <laughs> if he didn't work for Sony, he worked for Activision. He'd still have a job. Yeah, uh, coded. Well, unless you're part of the QA staff, then you don't have a job. Apparently, <laughs> that says a lot. There, Randy says a lot. He probably would still have a job, but then you have to be. He'd probably, uh, he'd probably present an award at the Game Awards tomorrow. See, uh, I'm just hitting. I'm 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 hitting all of your news notes over here. Yeah. Um. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. So we can get through it faster. Uh. So you know, we did talk about what's gonna be some of the things that are gonna be at the Game Awards. One of the things that's not is apparently Jeff Keighley not talking about Activision at it because guess what? There's an Activision guy on the board, and they're not gonna set him right. Oh, good lord. Um. I don't see why they, like, this was a big surprise. It's like, yeah, of course. Like, the Game Awards aren't done by, you know, the people. They're run by the cor- corporation. Well, no, that doesn't surprise me. They also have a guy from Riot as well. With, you know, let's not forget Riot doesn't have the greatest history either with, with the work. Where, where is the guy from Ubisoft? So can com- there, there is also a guy from Ubisoft as well who, you know, they're running through the mire right now with bad work. Uh, like, just, just not a good look from Jeff Keaton. Uh, just as a, he's supposed to be this. You know, representative of video game well, industry. We all know and Jeff Keighley's muted on sexual abuse allegations, but big on Mountain Dew and Doritos. And other, any other, anyone else who's willing to uh, his show. Honestly, I have no problem with Activision being represented on this show. I just, I think that the misstep was bringing it up in the first place of Jeff going, well, we're not taking a stand. Well, yeah, you are. You're taking a stand that you're not going to boot them out. That's a stand. You took a stand that you weren't going to boycott them or kick them out of your show. So that's the stand that you're on that, you know, yes, you yeah. want to represent well, the I, other people that work on these games. And that's totally fine. But yeah. well, it just didn't need to be said. Well, no, I think that that's not what they're complaining. It's not that people aren't necessarily complaining that Activision is represented because there's still people that worked on those games that don't have anything to do with, with what happened. It's not, it's more about not talking about but he, lawsuit like, def- and the labor problems. Well, he defended like Kojima from... Uh, Konami. He's been like 20 right. minutes talking about that. Because he's his friend. Right? My, my like, issue is, uh, you, you guys kept saying Activision games. What games? They only got one nowadays. Well, they're, yes, they're one uh, game. I, I, I mean, I, I'm a hypocrite too. I just bought a Blizzard collection just because it had rock and roll racing in it and I got all excited. Yeah. It was one of oh, the Black Friday deals I got. Yeah, yeah, it has like three different versions on it. I was like, yeah, it has other games too, but I don't care about the rest of them. I just want to play rock and roll racing. You mean you don't like Lost Vikings? I haven't tried it yet. I think kind of um, Blackthorn. Yeah, well, Blackthorn something. Uh, you know, it it just it sucks that this happened. It just sucks that this is a big moment in games. Like when we're talking about like neighbor, labor negotiation, we're talking about what happens to people that work in games. They he is further and further not making this about the people that work in games, necessarily making it more like a E three slash whatever that, else you want to put in here and that's what it always is. I know, but it's just it's frustrating. I mean, why do you he, think like he shows like half the actual game awards to like the pre show or like just the internet itself? 
Well, like, oh, here's, it... here's like the best sound one. We didn't even show it on the TV screen. Who cares? We have a Doom Eternal trailer to show you instead. I agree with, like, I'm saying, like, I understand him wanting to bring in the hype because that's what makes people talk about the show. But it's just like, you're still, this is still about the industry. And this is a moment to talk about the industry and have, you're having all these big names in the industry come in and be there. You know, Reggie, probably Phil Spencer will be there. And I'm sure somebody from Sunny will be representing and all that stuff. And it's like, you're not going to talk about this moment that was huge this year and it's still going on. And like, ah, that, that doesn't yeah, make even, any sense. Honestly, even if you just don't even name drop Activision Blizzard and just say there have been a lot of controversies and we stand with the people that work in these companies un- and get treated unfairly and we need to make the play- these workplaces safer and, and better for everyone. Don't even have to say it because there's obviously multiple companies that are having issues. Right. Not just with the sexual allegations, but work crunch and, and everything there. And you can just lo- like lump that all into one PSA and, and move on. Don't worry, guys. G40 will fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still need to watch that. It's all the stuff. Uh, brought back, but now nah, it's just I hate it for these QA testers that did lose their jobs. Um, it's Who, like, really moved. That's the funny thing. I'm like Activision paid them to move and then fired them. It's like what? Yeah, I mean, you moved them out of you know where they live to to do Wisconsin, this. Or... Yeah, and then oh well, you deserve all these walkouts that are now happening, and and you know you deserve all this stuff that's going on with you because you keep making terrible decisions. Um, that keeps plaguing this company. And it's crazy that this board still sticks with this terrible CEO of Bobby Kotick. Um, but you're, you know, whatever. This company is, it is, uh, you can't even say unbelievable anymore when you talk about Activision. It's like, it you, it could all literally happen. And it's getting to the point where you just can't be surprised anymore. They are the Las Vegas Raiders of the gaming industry. Poor Las Vegas for comparison. <laughs> but, uh, maybe something that's, uh, not so bad because it's kind of understood uh, at this point. Titanfall 1 was a game that was all multiplayer. Uh, at some point, you know, it's the, the servers are going to go down. EA's been doing that for a long time with their games. It doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but I don't know anyone with fond memories of Titanfall 1. That was None. fine, but I didn't yeah. like the multi- I, yeah, I, I didn't like the multiplayer only. Yeah, I mean, Titanfall 2 stands out way more because of that story mode that it had and Everything else, I mean, they did come out and say, well, Titanfall is still part of our DNA, whatever DNA that is. Uh, now that uh, Vince Sampella has like 50 jobs that he does at EA because they keep firing people uh, and promoting I mean, him to something. They're never going to make Titanfall 3, though. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're game. wrong. I hope you're wrong. But, you know, right now, that doesn't look likely. Kind of sucks uh, to hear yeah. that they're not going. But, I mean, they do have uh, other things on their plate to uh, deal with them. I don't know if this is necessarily, I mean, it sucks for Joseph Fair's Hazelight, but they still have copyright law in their favor, but they will not be able to trademark It Takes Two because Take Two has uh, filed that against them, uh, saying that it's too close to their name. To be fair, they have been doing this to other companies the entire year as well that also have other things to Take Two or close to. So it's not like they're just pointing it out to It Takes Two. Uh, it themselves, but it does kind of suck. Um, they should uh, look up the trademarks for who owns it. it takes two song, uh, get that, and then put it in the game. <laughs> Problem solved. That ends it all there. Let's do it that way. I think uh, one thing that I am very, very excited about is the possibility of the fact that there could be a Chrono Cross 
And now there are two uh, different corroborations for this. Uh, Xbox era co-founder Nick Baker is now claiming that there's a Code of Cross remaster happening. Uh, Gim- Gimatsu says that it can corroborate those claims. Of course, this is the 99 PlayStation sort of sequel to Chrono Trigger, uh, but also kind of not. Um, and it they has Chrono in the title. <laughs> like, how is yeah, it not? but like it's sort of not also because it doesn't really have. I mean, it's sort of not good. <laughs> like, hey, I enjoyed it. Once. I mean, it's not bad, uh, but it's it... like. Okay, between the two, which which do more people want well, to Well, Chrono Trigger is obviously one the best game ever made. So, you know, of course I want uh, that game made more than Chrono Cross. But I still think it's cool that you would get a remake. Hopefully they uh, change some of the gameplay stuff. That so I, I, I'm curious because I, I saw somebody getting all excited about this possible remake being made. I think Wes was sending me stuff. Yeah. What is this complex dream thing? Uh, that I, I just saw a trailer of it today and it has the Chrono Cross scene. So. Yep. It's like, I, I don't know. What is it's a whole, dream? it's very... It's a whole uh, different thing? Yeah, it's a very complicated thing with that game. Being it's some, like, but, mobile JRPG garbage. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. But uh, if this is their supposed, like, big Christmas game, I don't know about that, but... I mean, I mean yeah. Uh, of the PS1, I'm going to skip Final Fantasy, all of them for the moment. Of the PS1 Square RPGs, like where does Chrono Cross rate for you guys in terms oh, of desired remake? Uh, I, can I, about, a list. I can think of about four other Square RPGs. I'd rather see more. <laughs> I mean, they've already like released so many of them in non-remake form now. But it's like... Uh... like I'd rather take a remake of Parasite Eve, uh, Threads of Fate, possibly, mm. uh, Vagrant Story. Right. Not Chrono Cross. <laughs> I mean, I, I really enjoy... If they were going to do Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger, then that's where I would get um, a lot more excited because I feel like there's something there to have both of them. But Trigger, the Trigger is different, sure. I mean, everyone wants that pretty much. Yeah. But, but like, it's weird that you're randomly just going to be like, oh, Chrono Cross, we're going to remake that. Okay, and then out of nowhere, uh, I guess supposedly that's going to be uh, hoping that that is really what corroborates it. But we'll see if that actually does happen or not. Um, I'd like to see it happen. It'd be cool to say that it got remade and everything. Hopefully they do it right. Uh, then lastly, we have to talk about NFT uh, here because Ubisoft is now... Well, they wanted to be called Ubisoft Quartz. We need them basically interesting NFTs to start with and Ghost Recon Breakpoint because I guess they need to add something else to that game if you want to play it. And then... Uh, 22,000 people disliked the video on YouTube, and that was shut down. The only acceptable Ubisoft NFT would be Sam Fisher's like night vision goggles, because that's the only way we're gonna get like any anything with Splinter Cell anymore. Well, technically, they are supposedly working on the new Splinter Cell, and it's open world because no. they have to make everything open world because they don't know how to make a non-open world game. I mean. I know both of y'all have said that this is uh, NFTs are a scam, and that you know. What are the point of NFTs? You own something that everyone can have. I'm so confused by that. No, okay, so like the it's something that you can own, and then it can then pass on to someone else, and it actually you know unique. It is not like you know cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or whatever, which is the same no matter how many times you trade it. Yeah, but Uh, NFTs are followed by one thing, simple thing called the print screen button. Yeah. Well. Yes, I agree with you like that. I'm just saying, all I keep seeing is like there's two sides of the divide here. With NFTs. All these people that hate it, 
which you know the right thinking people seems to be like uh, a lot of games media keeps going out again um that's you know a lot of people that i the circles that i'm in do you know what we do here and then you have game developers and game pr people that are really championing this and saying this is I the next it, way it's yeah, not developers. Uh, it's like finance people. Yes. Or, you know, that's the thing. Well, no, th- but there are devs and there are PR people that work yes. with these devs that are it very. Is. But you, do you know yeah. why? Because there's going to be an idiot out there that's going to buy anything. So if we can create yeah. any kind of BS that someone will buy. Oh, yeah. NFTs are fantastic because some morons going to buy it and it, the yeah. money just goes in our pocket. Oh, for sure. There'll be an NFT of. uh anything and people will just be like all right cool let's do this you know and uh, what do you think the game the new nx ubisoft came to be made from nfts i mean what what is it i think it's uh china has like nft games or whatever and people are actually spending money on those and uh they're not good but people are spending money on them it's incredible i mean incredible it's the same games. basic argument as like bitcoin it's like yeah what would you rather have actual currency or like fake made up currency i mean people go nuts over the bitcoin let's uh let's move on in honor of in honor of the game uh since we're not uh our game awards are happening way later uh to give us time to play some of these games or whatnot yeah i need you to uh, you do have our game awards in march i don't know so i can have all the time (laughs) (laughs) every two stuff comes out between january and february right it's not uh, like um oh well first of all like what do you guys think of uh right now the 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 player choice award for the game awards uh includes halo infinite to that point it's winning halo and it technically had not had its campaign come out yet like and most people that are voting on that only cared about the multiplayer anyway i know but it's like it's only half a game and yet people are I was more uh, bugged when uh, they had the 10 games and Fortnite was still on there. And it's like, this this didn't come out this year. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess they kind of, because it's an ongoing, where they have their own going. Uh, then they should have an, yeah. a separate category. But yeah. it's like, by that metric, hell, Final, where's Final Fantasy fourteen? Yeah, we should just, exactly. Why is Fantasy fourteen not? Um, or why, like, why, why wasn't like World of Warcraft Game of the Year from 2004 to 2009? <laughs> it's... Because Twitter wasn't invented for us to be yeah. able to do these stupid things. Yeah. yeah. So, in honor of that, we're going to do our, like, not top 10, but not in a negative way. More of like. Oh, I was so ready. Mentions. I had one ready for it. <laughs> our, our honorable mentions or games that, like, we're still kind of playing and we're not sure if they're going to make the top 10. Or games that, like, you know you want to play, but you don't know if you're going to get to do enough with it to make it be in your top 10. Uh, so, you know, uh, Mark, what are some of yours? I mean, these uh, are not gonna, I guess these are all games that actually will make my top 10, but they won't make any of your other guys's. <laughs> uh, so I said Returnal. Uh, I feel really strong about Tales of Arise. That's probably like top Sean loves that top, too. So, well, top, that's that's my game of the year right now. Yeah, I mean, that's like top three, but I mean, like, as far as like other sites go, like, it won't even be mentioned. I, I would play tales of arise for this thing if we did this in april or more. Like, <laughs> a 40 yeah. hour game people are like oh man no nah, no that's a long like, i know i understand time. that my, my my fall semester for school ends this week and i'm gonna have more time to, to catch up on games but i don't know about a 40 hour game before. no no um and that is a game that you really do need to experience uh, a lot of the story that's kind of like a lot of what makes that game yeah but um i'd say east nine actually also I was uh, surprised by those those two quite a bit. 
And I saw right. uh, Bang Away, uh, Shimagami Tensei 5. Uh, certainly the East 9, uh, for me, is one of, when we did our, you know, halfway games, it was certainly on there. Uh, it's a game that I really, really enjoyed. And then when I look at it, it's like, man, that thing was the first thing I played this year that was a game, you know, that released in the United States here. Uh, but would, technically it came out in Japan two years ago, you know. I mean, but, I would say that game got supplanted by Tales of Arise, like, right. for me. But that doesn't mean it's a bad game. And, like, if oh, I no. had to make a top ten list, it'd still be on there. It'd be lower, but it'd still be in a top ten. I don't know they would make my top ten with all the other great stuff that I've played uh, this year. But, man... That's what I'm saying. This is what this is for. Uh, East Nine is definitely one of my like honorable mentions. Again, it totally surprised me, like you, Mark. And I really wound up enjoying it more than I ever thought I was going to. Um, and I definitely, if you see it on a sale, I would definitely go and pick it up because it's well worth uh, playing if you like your action RPG. Uh, Randy, what are some of the, the ones for it's, you? Honestly, for the ones that won't make my top 10, all depends on how many of these other games I, I could get through. Yeah. Like right now that are barely in my top 10 that I know we're going to knock out because I don't put games on there till I finish them. Right. But, uh, the Medium, which you can see my review on W2M. I thought it was a good first attempt by Uber Games as far as doing a Silent Hilly kind of game. And I do hope that Konami allows them to do a Silent Hill game. I just think it missed the mark a little bit. And mm-hmm. it, it was a little boring, to be honest. But I, the atmosphere of it was really good. And I want them to get some love because I want to see what they can do on their next one. Another one is what a game that Yez and I played on Chapter Select was uh, Maquette. Fantastic puzzle game. Very, very fun. A story that goes along with it is is compelling enough to kind of drive you along. And they don't stop your gameplay to tell the story. It, it's just you're able to go through puzzles while it tells the story of this couple and the way they go through. And then Little Nightmares 2 was a yeah. game that... I enjoyed. I still think I like the first one better, and it is a it's a style of the game is stuff that I like. But I just think it's going to end up missing my top ten once I start adding in games like Kenna and, and Forza and Guardians, Death Store. I want to play more of Chicory. I want to play more of Sean. You were giving me uh, you giving that a lot of praise, so I've I played a little bit of it. But yeah, I think those are the the three: uh, Little Nightmare, Spockette, and the medium that right now that are in my top 10 that probably won't get there once I play enough games. Yeah, another one for me that I think is going to just miss out is Cyber Shadow, a game that I really liked, uh, you know. It, that right now, out of I try to keep an ongoing list and I even just move things around even on it. It's like yeah. five for me right now and, and it's one of those, if I can get to some of these other games, like I have Psychonauts 2 downloaded, I want to play Metroid Dread really bad, uh, I have Sable downloaded on the Xbox. If I can get to these and they top Cyber Shadow, it might be cut to... Oh, but I love that game so much. It's like Kenna. I don't know if I'll ever finish it because it's hard as shit, but <laughs> it's it's such... That the old school feel of it is just so Yeah. Cool. Another one for me that I can't believe I'm putting it in this category right now. I don't know. Maybe it does make my top 10 by the time we get to there, but Bravely Default 2. Uh, it's a game that I've played a lot of. I really enjoyed the whole old, old school RPG aspect of it, but then it also got to the point where it was just like, Oh my God, I don't want to go through this grind right now. And I put it down because I was just like, I want to go play something else. It doesn't make you feel like I have to go and beat the same five different types of monsters over and over and over and, you know, do something else. So, um, I really, really did enjoy the heck out of what I played in that game. But again, it's the whole thing of, you know, sometimes you can get a little bit too old school, 
uh, when it comes to things like that. So uh, another one that's really going to depend on how much more I can play with Anaya is it takes two uh, for me because I, I played with her and we had so much fun. And then I wound up having to play so many other things that she comes in and asks me now. She's like, what are you playing, Betty? What are you playing? It's like, oh, so when are we going to play this game again? I was like, we're going to play. We're going to play. <laughs> but I got to play all this other stuff and I'm sorry. <laughs> so, and then like, I'm trying not to do it on a school day because then, you know, she won't hurt homework. So, um, it's like only a weekend thing. Uh, I know we still got plenty more, uh, to go through uh, with that. So, uh, what about that, uh, that new Pokemon Snap, Randy? Like, where's that? Not even close. Not even close. Okay. I, I couldn't get into it. Haley liked it a little bit. It's one of those games we played for like three days and it just, I don't know if anyone's played it since. Yeah, I feel like people were, I was hyped for that game. I wound up not mm-hmm. buying it. Uh, and I know a lot of people were hyped for that to like come back. And I feel like it was just one of being like a footnote. It really was. Uh, of the year. I mean, I hate know? to say it, but that was kind of the first one too. Yeah. I mean, it was a better game yeah. probably, but I mean, everyone, everyone's like, oh, we want more Pokemon Snap. And we got it and like no one cared. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. wait, this wasn't as fun as I remember. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it's too much like the other, you know, the old game just has the new Pokemon in it. So another one for me, the Wild at Heart, which is a game that I played a lot of. Uh, it's still on Game Pass. I just recently, I think, came to Switch and, and PS4. Um, but it's like a Pikmin sort of game with the like different kind of look of them being like these backyard kids and going on this adventure and. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of what I played, but like I didn't go back there like I wanted to, so I feel like it's probably going to wind up missing uh, the list for me with some of the other great indie games that I've been able to really just like sink my feet into and love uh, this year. But yeah, anything. Uh, another probably big one is a Scarlet Nexus. Probably going to my top ten too. Couldn't get into oh. it. Just I tried. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, that was the end of the problem. He didn't like it either. I was surprised that Jens did not like it with the. Well, you know the soundtrack, so that was like issue number one. Yeah, the soundtrack is great. I will not uh, lie. That is one that sometimes I find myself listening to the soundtrack uh, on its own. Actually, I got a question as as far as going on the list, and I'm going to ask Mark because I know he's played both of them. So I played Guardians, well, I guess Guardians and Guardians, Halo 5 Guardians and Guardians of the Galaxy, but what do I play next before we do this so I can make sure it gets in? Do I prioritize Deathloop or do I prioritize Psychonauts 2? I'd say Deathloop because it's a yeah. more uh, creatively playing game. Like well, Psychonauts you 2. Like, yeah, you well, like platformers, so you know, Psychonauts I mean, 2 it, might be. Psychonauts 2 is a good one of those, but I actually mm-hmm. still I don't think it reaches Psychonauts 1 in terms of like quality. Like It's like yeah. a half step below that, personally. All right. okay. That's another game that I gotta think about whether I want to play more of it or not because it's a game that I really wanted to play and then not. Like, Psychonauts two, I think, has like a fanta- one fa- one really fantastic level, and then the other ones are just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, another one that I mean to make myself remember to play is Forgotten City. Now that it's, it's on, on my list of you, yeah, I I keep telling myself, okay, I'm gonna sit here and take the time to play this because uh, I like I like story games and I little Mark liked it. I don't actually play so. I mean- the good thing about us getting ready yeah. to do our game awards is we can all agree that twelve minutes is game of the uh, <laughs> no. So disappointed by that game. Yeah, no. I was so disappointed. I mean it's funny why? that neither of you said Metroid Dread. <laughs> it's on my well, list. It's yeah. just okay. it's the only one out of the, the games that I have 
that I have need to play. I have Tales of Rise on there, but there's zero chance I get to it before. Yeah, yeah that's before a long do one. It. I mean, Metroid's pretty long. I mean, I read Metroid in like seven hours. But at least I bought Deathloop on Black Friday, Psychonauts 2, Sable, and The Forgotten City are all Game Pass. So Metroid Dreads, like the other one is like, I hope I'm going to get to it in time, but that has a uh, a paywall right now <laughs> as yeah. far as if I get it or not with Christmas coming up. So that might be one of those games that I play in the spring going, ah, oh, damn, that should have been on there. I've had so many of those. The one year that, that we were battling between Fire Emblem and, and Death Stranding, and I think I only had like five or six games. I played like three or four of them that spring and going, oh my God, I would have put so many up higher. Like, I don't know if they all would have topped or any of them would have tapped. Death Stranding Creeks. I love that game, but right. but like uh, I really liked Control, and we, that was way up there on there. It got no love because I'm the only one in our group that likes these kind of games. But the ukulele, the Forbidden Layer, whatever. I loved that game, but I didn't yeah. play it in time. So Metroid Dread feels like it's going to be one of those where I play it early on in the next year, and then go, oh man, I would have had that in my top five or something, but. I hate that I, it's just, it's one of those, like, as well, like, we're in that same, we're in the same boat of, ah, there's the paywall of, yeah. like, do I want to spend $60 on another game, and I already know I want to, like, try inscription as well, with all the, you know, hoopla everybody keeps talking about, I like card-based kind of games, so, um, but then I also worry that I, I think I posted on Twitter this week of, like, I don't know what it is, but I think it might be what people were saying of, I look at my computer as a thing that I use for work, especially me, because whenever I have to work from home, like right now, it is really a work thing. Uh, and it's also the, you know, thing we used to write and edit and whatever. So like anytime somebody says, Oh, there's this great game on PC, I'll maybe buy it. And then, Oh, I stopped playing it after a while and play something on a console. <laughs> I'm so used to that. Um, but right now, inscriptions like a PC on the game. So I don't know how I'm going to. If I'm gonna wind up uh, like buying it and then going through and actually playing uh, a lot of it, but um, yeah, I mean the another one that's like niggling at me is uh, I know how much I really liked Hyperlight Drifter and Solar Ash being out there, like tempting me of well, do I want to add this to the list of things to play after I keep seeing Kyle, our our friend Kyle, and and a few other folks say how like how great it is, uh, you know, Mark once that chorus game that just came out as well so um, yeah there's another game called this is like this came out this year technically but it's pretty old uh record of lotus war oh, okay yeah record of lotus yeah, war but seems like a good metroidvania as opposed to axiom verge 2 which was not and and nobody played hitman 3 unfortunately nope i'm that, sure it's that. fine i mean yeah, yeah. The, the last two were good but just not my genre at all you know? right yeah that's the thing is like None of us, even Yens, it's not any of our genre, so unfortunately it uh, does not hit that for us. But man, there's a lot of uh, mentioned games there that definitely, if you can go find them on a sale, which I'm sure there will be a big sale tomorrow. There always is, but the game will uh So I would, uh, if you don't watch the show or you catch the highlights later, remember that there will be some kind of sale on all the consoles and on PC with Steam as well so look out for that and you can maybe catch some games that we mentioned here uh that you definitely should uh, go check out for your own you know if you want to do your own game of the year thing or your or just to play some of those great games that came out this year where we get flooded with games for 2022 which good lord 2022 looks absolutely stacked right now uh if everything 
if even half of the stuff that comes out that's supposed to already come out, oh my god, what are we gonna do? Like <laughs> that seems like a never ending that that's gonna be 2022 with some stuff coming. But you know, we will talk about the game boards and then whatever else uh, has been happening the next time we have an episode. Um, not sure. A lot of times we end up doing something for Game Awards. Not sure if we're going to do that this year or not. I can watch it, but I'll be watching it on mostly on mute uh, while yeah, I work. To see it. Yeah. <laughs> don't, have to, don't have to listen to all the... I can at least see the games that are being shown in the trailers. I won't be able to hear what they're saying, but you know, there's that at least. But all right, I think we've uh, hit everything here. Hopefully you enjoyed what you heard. If you watched on uh, video, we appreciate that. Thank you for uh, checking us out here on YouTube or on Twitch or uh, Facebook page, whichever. You can go uh, hit that bell and, you know, follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube. You get everything that we produce, not just this show, but also, you know, all the other shows that uh, we do, you know, my soccer for the Max show and then all the WT Network stuff with uh, Radlich, all the entertainment things, Eric's uh, game show, which is fantastic. Randy appears on that uh, sometimes as well. I, I, I come on to cause havoc. Yes. And of course, you can go check out Randy's uh, R&R Sports Report. Is it still on Tuesdays? Uh, right? Or what it, of you it was on tonight. Uh, basketball, high school basketball has blown up our schedule. So okay. It's on, it was on tonight as far as Wednesday night and it'll be on Wednesday night again next week because we have, okay. we both have high school games we're calling, but yeah, it, w- winter break will be when we can. That, that's oh, our schedule. Fair enough. So you can, you know, where, where can you check that out? Right? Uh, R&R Sports Report on Facebook and. Awesome. So there you go. And of course, I always check out that there and everything else that uh, we do as well. And go listen to this wherever their podcasts. Listen to us that way too. Until uh, next time, folks, we will see y'all later.